own your shit. Don't look for somebody to come clean up after you. Don't look for somebody to take your your things that you've done in life. Own it. You know, apologize to who you need to, but then move on. You know, you've learned a lesson, but then be able to build upon it and move on. Welcome to the Ad Valued Entrepreneurs Podcast, the place where we help entrepreneurs to not hate their boss. Our mission is to end entrepreneurial unhappiness. If you dream of changing the world, but you're not sure where to start, the Ad Valued Entrepreneurs Podcast will help you transform your life and business. This podcast is for entrepreneurs who want more freedom and fulfillment from their work so they can live the life that they desire. You deserve it, and it is possible. My name is Robert Peterson, former passer turned CEO and the smiling coach. I believe that success without happiness is failing, but there is hope. Join us each week as we bring you an inspiring leader or message to help you. Thanks for investing time with us today. Well, let's get to it. Today's guest is a cancer survivor who refused to let cancer define her or her identity. She took responsibility for her health and her diagnosis. And rather than make excuses, she leaned in and learned how to use her mind and body to heal. She created her own healthy future. Sarah Kirikone is an actress, model, host, writer, producer, and entrepreneur. As a cancer survivor and resilient soul, overcoming various health challenges early on, she's an advocate of being a creator, not a victim, to create your own reality. Sarah's mission in life is to storytell, impact, and inspire with a legacy of empowerment that lasts far beyond her years. Sarah Kirikone and Robert have a great conversation about the power of thought and words. She's a survivor because she focused on what she wanted and didn't get caught up in the drama of a diagnosis. She believes in her message, never settle. You were made for more, and you should be a warrior fighting for the best version of yourself. If you're an entrepreneur who started their business with a purpose and a passion that has been lost in the busyness of the daily grind, we get it. That is why we've opened up our free strategy calls. A lot of entrepreneurs, probably including you, just want a sense of clarity on the barriers holding them back that you need to overcome in order to accelerate your growth and achieve your dreams. These short 30-minute calls give you a chance to work with one of our coaches without any commitment or pressure. Scheduling is easy. Just go to smilingcall.com. Let's jump on a call and get you the help and clarity you need. Select a time and let's build your business. It's time for you to add value. Sarah, thank you so much for joining me. I'm excited to uh, to have this conversation. We got on the schedule pretty quick here. We definitely did. I think we knew immediately that there was a freedom link and it all made sense. Glad to be here today. Well, Sarah, so I know you're hosting a podcast and obviously doing lots of other stuff, acting, producing. Um, typically, I just let my guests just share their entrepreneurial journey. And so I'll let you start there and we'll see where that leads us. The ups, downs, and all arounds, like all entrepreneurs know. Yeah. It always starts somewhere, and then it takes a turn and a pivot. You know, I started um, my my career career as an art director in an ad agency. And between being laid off and then looking for another job, finding another job, I started doing more in wellness and health. And what started as being too too you know, something good for me as a workout later turned into a healing modality that even when I did find a full-time job back in marketing and design, 
I wanted to explore my own passion to run my own business, to become my own brand. So I started teaching yoga and you know, being the person that I am in design and the business entrepreneur, one of the first things I did was design my business cards and my website. So that goes to show you. And then I started to develop, what is this brand? What am I trying to say? What is the message? What is the mission behind it? And I do believe that that was the origin of what is now Live Free and the, the brand that I've created and how it's evolved over the years to become the message as opposed to the fitness itself, which I think is the most impactful. So myself, I'm a cancer survivor, 19 years, I've overcome a variety of different mental health addictions, um, personal challenges, which I think in the end, they all add together as gifts that allow us to become more self-aware, stronger. And, you know, as you talk in a brilliant way uh, to be more free, because when we can start to own what we're doing, then we can become free from it and we can choose to create what we want of it, which leads me to my current day. What I am doing is I, I say I'm a professional storyteller. I am an actor I'm a on-camera talent, um, hosting a podcast, as you mentioned, writer, producer, and pretty much to what we create. You know, we write a story, we create, what am I doing in my real life as a brand, but then also on camera, on screen, and in black and white text. That's terrific. So you mentioned a, a few things in there, obviously, figuring out the brand and the message and, and this idea of live free. And you and I just talked on your show about about freedom and this this idea in our culture that that freedom is I can do whatever I want. When in when in reality, you and I both know that true freedom has boundaries and 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 the, a person takes responsibility by playing within their boundaries. <laughs> and so, how have boundaries served you? And 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 how you how do you encourage your clients and and people that, that are working with you to understand freedom in a way that, that has these boundaries or so-called limitations. You know, it's, a, it's an interesting concept because it, go, it can go two ways. Our limitations can hold us back, but they can also set us free, you know? So there's, what is that balance between the two where if we just run amok and we do whatever we want, you know, we, we wake up and I think we've all done this as kids. We've wished, or at least I did this in college. I just wanted to go do whatever I wanted, drink as much as I wanted, don't go to classes, do whatever. And there's this break free moment. But then there's also, there's no order. There's no evolution. There's no growth. There's no personal fulfillment. And that's the deepest one. Because if, if you have a purpose and you are living fulfilled, then you find the true joy and um, that's living, that's becoming alive. You find those moments that awaken you, but you can't if you're numb, if you're running, if you're confined, constrained, stuck. You know, they're all low level energy words that what if you rose above that? So when it comes to what you can do, you know, as opposed to what you cannot, because if you believe you can, you can. And if you believe you cannot, you cannot. Those are those are Henry Ford's words, clearly not mine. But what are we choosing in each and every moment to rise above, to create what we want, to take on that, that hardship to, yeah, I'm going to do the work. It probably is going to feel really icky and a lot of different points, but it's going to be worth it in the end because I'm falling in love with the journey as opposed to just an end goal. The end goal is very short lived. And while I think goals are incredible, it's also, what do you love about the process? Um, 
For example, in a quick one, I said this this morning in an interview, if I went into acting just wanting the lead role in a Tom Cruise movie, I can guarantee you I won't get it. And it's going to be a miserable ride to get there because I haven't fallen in love with the craft. I haven't fallen in love with the, the why behind it or the reasons behind it. And that in itself is the real joy in it. Otherwise, you're just going for you know, a shiny ball that can easily be dropped, let go, um, handed to you, or you know, it's, it's short-lived. So thinking in the long-term fulfillment, what that becomes. Oh, so good. So you mentioned the the idea of breaking free and, and having no purpose, right? And drinking as much as you want and, and not going to class. And th this is the point where our culture seems to have this mixed message because on one hand, we want to take away consequences for these kinds of choices and these kinds of actions. But the reality is there there is a consequence, right? There's a consequence in your body. There's a consequence in your relationship. There's a consequence... In, in how other people see you and, and how you show up in the world. And and I think those lower level emotions you talked about, right? I, I want to call them the victim state, right? They're, these are people that say, well, God's against me. The world's against me. It's everybody else's fault. And, you know, especially in college, it's my parents' fault because they didn't let me out. They didn't let me do, do stuff. So now I'm just running amok. And and they're not taking responsibility for their actions. And they certainly don't want to take responsibility for the consequences. Although some of those, you have no choice, right? Because they're going to come out through your body, through your grades, through through, through all of those things. Um, so how, how is it we can be free and, and be responsible? Well, on a tactical level, I mean, on an objective level, it's it's owning your own stuff. You know, I don't know if we're swearing on this show, but we own our own stuff. That's, then, the, that's the second chapter in my book. It's called Own ah, Your Shit. There, there you go. <laughs> you said it. Own your shit. Own your shit. Don't look for somebody to come clean up after you. Don't look for somebody to take your, your things that you've done in life. Own it. You know, apologize to who you need to, but then move on. You know, you've learned a lesson, but then be able to build upon it and move on. So I would say first, it's, it's like you said in your second chapter, own your shit, but then also have uh, next level, you know, a strategy. What are you going to do moving forward? And what does that strategy start to look like? So whether it is getting a coach on board with you, if it is doing your own research, if it is taking out a map and journaling and having it all written out and have reminders popping up on your phone, your watch, you have a strategy in place that will not allow you to fail. And the important part of that is knowing when your excuses pop up. Because the excuses, when you learn your own excuses, this is one that's in my book, when you learn your own excuses, you can get smarter than them and you can plan ahead for that. I'm a planner. So what if I planned ahead to know I know myself and I'm going to excuse, you know, I do it too. If I'm about to eat a salad, I'm going to take this white sweatshirt off because I know Sarah and she's going to get her lunch all over <laughs> the white shirt. So it's, oh, don't do that. Sarah. you know yourself by now. And I think we can do that with any of our excuses. You know, you, you know, you know, whether you want to admit it to yourself or not, where you're sneaking out a little bit and you're giving yourself leeway as an excuse. And that's a hard word for some of us to admit to ourselves that it's an excuse because we as humans can rationalize our ass off for whatever we're doing to make it okay. But what we're not doing is confronting with the greater, deeper issue is that we're trying to confront what it is that we're trying to fulfill. 
So then on a third level, it comes into the tactics. So we kind of touched a little bit on both of those where it's learn the excuses, write them out, get smarter than them, plan ahead, write down an agenda, write down what you're aiming towards. Um, you know, an example that I can use right now is uh, I'm looking to invest in real estate. So rather than me spending money on things that I don't necessarily need, it's, well, okay, this is going to go towards this piece in the property, or I'm going to start investing in, you know, putting away a certain amount every month that I know will go towards. And I start to really get very specific, because if you're not specific, you're not going to stick to it. And to really have a clear goal behind the why. So why is it that I want to invest in real estate? Why is, you know, for, for me, it's financial freedom. It's, I want to be able to have that financial freedom. So it's not working so much, you know, in, in the day to day, but I can free myself up to do more acting, whatever I want to do, or write another book or, you know, go take a trip just because I want with my SO. And it's, that's what I want to do as opposed to, you know, I, I haven't worked nine to five in a very long time, but you get the point without belaboring it as you start to create the objective, the stra uh, strategies, and then the tactics behind it to really set yourself up for nothing but success. So let's talk a little bit about, you mentioned earlier, cancer survivor, and I know that, that you owned your cancer. And, and I think it's easy for people to feel like a victim, right? Like this has happened to them. And rather than some would use in personal development space happening for them. And, and, Let's talk about the difference between being the victim in that situation versus a victor. It's exactly why I say thriver. You know, it's easier for people to say I'm a cancer survivor. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a thriver. I'm going to go with thriver because you can survive something and just barely get by or you can thrive. And you say, I took this. I owned it. As we said before, you own your shit. But then you're going to build upon it. And I developed that mentality a ways back because I realized there was no specific cause, but did it even matter? You know, so what is it that I'm going to do about it now? The, the, the behind that is important to know if I can, you know, don't eat Pop-Tarts, but instead eat broccoli. Okay, that's, that's something I can take away from. But on a separate level, it also can be, uh, you know, one of my favorite phrases was instead of why me, it's try me, Ooh. try me. See how that goes. And instead of the victim of why, why is this happening to me? Cancer sucks. You know, I, I, I'm really not a big proponent of that whole hashtag of cancer sucks. And I was actually part of a campaign. I said, can we take that hashtag out? Because I don't think it sucks. I think it's an awakening for something greater. And whether they understood that or not is, is beyond me. But I'm a true believer. It's it's an awakening towards, in any disease, really, it's anything that's coming up. It's an awakening towards something deeper that we have the opportunity to learn about, to dig deeper into, but then to also change if we choose to. Nice. And I like that change if we chose to. I mean, I'm a huge proponent of, of Viktor Frankl and, and, you know, his work in Man's Search for Meaning and Obviously, he was in a terrible situation that he was not responsible for, and yet he recognized that that it, our human mind has a choice in any circumstance, in any situation. There's a there's that little period of time where you get to choose, and and so many people in our culture right now are choosing fight and flight. They're choosing stress and anxiety. They're choosing depression and 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 sadness. They're choosing to look at all the negative of all the things that are happening around them happening in their minds to them 
that they're they're victims of all of this all of this circumstances rather than saying what can i control in this and and what can i do about it and and i know obviously we've had this information overload now for for quite a while right where the information age has gone beyond just giving us information to just the sheer overload and and if you get caught up in the media and you get caught up in uh social media and, and some of these places you, you know Somebody mentioned the other day that their social media feed was was so negative, and I said it's because you've chosen the wrong friends. Exactly. <laughs> you need you need to make a change, not asking them to change, right? Not expecting your social media feed to change. Now you can jump off of it, but like you and I, are, we're in business, and so social media is a big part of connecting. It's a big part of letting people know what we're doing, and and it's just necessary. But it, it, it doesn't have to be a necessary evil. It's For me, it's a necessary blessing because I get to choose who I'm interacting with out there and they get to choose to interact with me. And I want to be a positive impact and a positive voice into making it better, right? By adding positive influence into it. And I think people don't understand that they have those kind of choices. And it's just another level of responsibility. Agree completely. And I call it the, it's the social meditation feed because our minds, we're constantly telling our minds different concepts as well. So what is that mental algorithm that we're telling ourselves? Because the thoughts are just like a feed post. And mm -hmm. if we don't like it, we can change it or we can unsubscribe to it or we can unfollow it, you know, or we can mute. I mute a lot of people oftentimes <laughs> because maybe there's some that I just can't unfollow for Oh, the sake of mentality. But, you know, you can you can mute them. You can mute them. I've done that quite a few times. But if it's not adding value, then let it go. You know, I do the same thing with, with news, like emails. How many email, junk emails we get in? Unsubscribe. Let it go. Uh, but then even the social media, exactly to what you're saying. I had someone recently say to me how much they could not be on Instagram because it affected their mood that much. And I, my first word, whether he liked it or not, I clearly did not. But I said, it's amazing how much that platform has power over you. Mm. <laughs> it might not have sat too well with him, but it was truth. Because if a platform, an app that is free, that you choose, that you downloaded, that you post to, that you are using, has that much power over you, then what are you giving away? It's Ooh. It's everything. So... It's you choose where your power gets expended and the more you can own it, it becomes more powerful to what you were saying before. Absolutely. We will be right back after this short break. This episode is sponsored by Perfect Publishing, a different approach to publishing a book. Perfect Publishing carefully chooses heroes of hope who exemplify living a life they created through faith, hope, patience, and persistence. No matter what page you open to in this mini cube of hope, you will find a leader with a big heart. You will see you are not alone. The authors may share similar challenges that only hope and action could resolve. Get your free ebook at getadoseofhope.com. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. Well, and yeah, just imagine how many people are are out there with a with a little Instagram string around their emotional center. <laughs> like Instagram's tugging and controlling their emotions. That's that's almost as bad as the anger and resentment of unforgiveness in a relationship. <laughs> and I would see it, you know, no different. And, and for people that are experiencing anger and forgiveness, you're, you're only, you're only allowing that a person that 
you don't want in your life and that you don't want to have influence over you, the exact thing that you don't want. You're giving them influence because they've got an emotional string tied around your heart. And any decision that touches that string, guess what? It pulls that little heart thing and it impacts the decision that you're making because, because of that anger and resentment. You know, and, I, and I'll own my own shit here too. The authenticity with social media, sometimes it gets to me mm. and it either becomes too much. And that's when I realized recently, you know, when I'm, I need to take a little break, I need to step back because if it's starting to impact me in my mind, in my life, that's my choice to take a step back or to post less or to, you know, post what I want. Um, you know, it is, as you said before, it's a part of a business. So it's not that I can just walk away from it because I'm very grateful for how much social media has been able to help me to connect. Again, as you said, we're here and how many other people I've connected with, stayed in touch with, have inspired because if that's the message behind it and if I'm doing that, then it's not about me. It's really about them. And it's not about the numbers. It's about does it impact? So you know, in the same way of what's a successful day, how many times are are you smiling? You know, what what adds to your own ROI bank of this was awesome. I, I want more of these kind of days, you know, whether it is helping other people through something or a, for me, it's creative outlets. You know, how many creative outlets can I really create a deep impact on uh, through different auditions or writing something or producing something, connecting to different interviews like this. And that to me just fills the ROI bank of, this is pretty cool. And I chose this and this is the life I'm doing and it's fulfilling. And that's, that's what comes after from a lot of the personal work of finding that freedom. Because I, I didn't have this when I was working nine to five, well, technically eight to who knows in advertising, but I chose it later and it evolved to so much more. Well, and you, you you mentioned authenticity and and that social social media space in branding. How important is is authenticity and and the ability oh. to tell your own story? It's so important because if you're if you're not authentic when you're sharing what the brand is, people will suss that out and they will know, and they'll know that it's either one at your voice or that there's no message. You know, if it's just. You, you think of any of the big brands, why we why buy everything Apple? Clean look, aesthetic, the look, everything for what it stands for, think different, got it. Creativity, got it. Why, you know, whether it's um, Nike, you know, just do it. There's that empowerment piece that I can do this. Uh, don't overthink it. You know, so there's all the great brands have a messaging behind it that say, this is what this is about, be it about a logo, you recognize it, be it the, the message behind. And the same thing goes for individual brands. If I didn't have a message, you'd be like, Live Free Warrior, cool. Who? But if it's about personal empowerment, we're sharing these stories, what you can do, the power of choice, never settle. That adds some gravitas and some weight. So it starts to have some connecting ties to say, oh, I've, I've been through something like that too. This can really help me. And so it opens up the lines of communication, which... Social media has lost that idea that it's social. It originally started to be social and it's a two-way street as opposed to how many saves, comments, likes, follows am I getting? It's not a numbers game, but originally, uh, but it's today it, it has evolved in some ways too, but 
it's it's the social component and element and that's where i think that there's there's power with brands to be able to build upon what is what is truth what is authenticity but what is a message and how does it impact well that's the unintended consequence in in the social space of revenue right i mean ultimately the transition in social media happens as soon as the the platform becomes monetized <laughs> and 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 it and it obviously has to be right i'm, I'm not going to fault the the platform for wanting to to make a living because i want to make a living just like you want to make a living and 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 but that's what that's where it, it gets distracted <laughs> because it it's no longer it's no longer directly social you know between grandma and grandpa and and your friends because now we need to sell you something in order to pay the bills <laughs> so that that's a challenge and and i think you know for the most part social still tries to be responsive to the clients and i think even the internet now right google's creating their um ad ad recommendations basically trying to create advertising that is less interruptive to the to the you know user experience and, and i think that's you know, a direction that that's going to have to happen is there's a little bit of client satisfaction at the same time as as advertiser satisfaction um, you probably know more about that in the marketing space than than I will, but but I I I just try to see the bigger picture, right? There's more players involved, and yeah, and, and I think I think people a lot of times don't feel like they can choose their relationships, right? They can choose who they're hanging around, and and I think that's one of the most powerful tools we have for protecting ourselves, for creating boundaries, is is choosing the people that we're hanging around locally when we're you know when we're hanging out choosing the people we're hanging around with online um and and being intentional about you know what voices that you're you're allowing in because the whatever your brain picks it all up whether you remember it or not your brain is kept catching all of those messages um, whether it's the little group yapping in the corner and you're hearing the little bits and pieces of the gossip or you know the direct messages that that you're hearing from your friends that are, whether they're encouraging you or discouraging you. Right. And you need to surround yourself with people that believe in your mission. They believe in you and, and they want to support you and, and pull yourself away from the people that don't want to support you because, because they're never going to buy into what you're doing and, and they're only going to wound you. That's been some of the harder lessons that I've learned in the past few years is what's genuine, what's not, what's, um, mm -hmm you know, what's, what's a mask. And I started to really realize that through a few of the relationships that I was surrounding, we brought up you, in, in to tie back into what you were saying earlier about boundaries and forgive me, I don't think I specifically answered that question, but to loop back into that, what you allow into your house is it, that's your responsibility. And if you allow a nasty person you know a robber to come into your house it's also your your responsibility to then say you know what here's the door but the boundaries of what the walls of the house and the doors are you need to create otherwise anything's just going to go in and go out and you know i'm i've been guilty of that quite often where because i i want to be kind i'm not nice Anybody who really knows me will say, it's not that she's nice, but I'm kind. I'm very kind. And if there reaches a point where you cross the limit, then, you know, that's where the boundary part comes in. And it can be what you allow. 
as respect is how other people are going to continue to treat you. You know, and it's, we're all human, you know, nobody's perfect. We're all going to be a little jerk sometimes, but it's, how are you, how are you operating on a day-to-day basis and what are you allowing into your life? And when you start to cut some of that out and you put up some boundaries, I'll say now, after all the research that I've done on narcissism, one of the fastest ways to tell if somebody's really narcissistic or not, tell them no, tell them no and see how they respond. And if they take it and they start screaming like a four-year-old, I'm probably going to walk away (laughs) (laughs) because uh, I don't like to be told though, but it also, it it reveals a lot about a person and their mindset. And you know, that's, that's a no sometimes with some people is a full sentence, you know, Mm. those who are closest to me, I I would not do that, but just other people, I don't explain too much. I just pretty much do. Yeah. I, I think, there's a lot of freedom in, in being able to say no. And and yes. that includes to family and friends. And I think when you take full responsibility for your life, your family and friends understand that, that that's not a personal decision. Now it's, it's a decision that this thing you're offering me or this thing you're talking about doesn't fit right now. So the answer is no. And, and it may fit later. <laughs> and, and, and no has to be okay. <laughs> we, we, as human beings, that's our ultimate right <laughs> is to say, no, that's, that's the, the most powerful word in, in, in our vocabulary in a lot of ways, right. Is the ability to protect myself by saying, no, I, I don't want to do that. And I think so many people create all of these stories inside themselves that they feel forces them to say yes to situations that they don't want to be in and they don't want to do. And they're being inauthentic when they don't have the ability to just say no. And, and then they have to tell lies and they have to tell all these other things to justify the yes and, and the participation in something they don't want to be a part of. And it just leads to more and more chaos in their life and, and, and emotions. Uh, so no is very powerful. And, and I think if, you, if you're authentic, the people around you respect no <laughs> a lot more than just doing it because you feel obligated. It's crazy. I think for some listening might be going, what? That doesn't make any sense. But trust me, it, it really does play itself out. <laughs> no is no is very powerful. And identifying narcissists, it's pretty easy. They just blame you for everything. So if somebody's <laughs> blaming you for everything, it's it's chances are, A, it's their fault, and B, they're a narcissist, so you can't teach them that. So <laughs> just get out. <laughs> GTFO. Yep, GTFO. That, that that was my phrase for a long time. It's like just GTFO, Sarah. Oh, <laughs> just GTFO. Yep. So so Sarah, what was the impact of of writing your book on, on your business and life? You know, great question. It was for me personally. It was therapeutic. Uh, I had some quite a few people. So my book is called Living Cancer Free. I'm actually working on doing a version two because the full the first version left off halfway. Uh, so I really want to pick up on what can be impactful and truthful, speaking of authenticity and, and narcissism. But I would like to evolve that um, as a greater tool. And when I wrote the book, I had a lot of people, because I went back and I read old diaries and I, I you know, you, you dig, it's an autobiography. So you dig deep into some dark creepy corners of your own soul that are pretty nasty and you have to relive some of them. But for me, it was a lot of therapy. And I kept telling myself, girl, this is how far you've come. Look where you are now. Wow. How much you've achieved, how much you'll continue to. Cause if you look at time spans, you know, and I even think back to 
I mean, if I were to even look back one year from now, I was a completely different person, a completely different state, doing different work, um, you know, different surroundings, different partner, everything. And how much my life has changed in a year, even in the past two months, my life is continuously, it's evolved in beautiful ways that I never saw coming. When it comes to with the impact for entrepreneurship, I do think writing a book offers credibility to who you are with your story for what you're sharing. So I self-published, but it does offer a level of credibility that can open up doors that if you, you know, or essays or of some sort, or, you know, you have a, a successful blog, you know, any one of those can add to what the story is. It's all storytelling. Again, as I said before, and I, for me, the greatest, you know, the, yes, there's some financial gain, you know, and, and I would say, honestly, with mine, because I stopped promoting it so much when I knew I wanted to do a version two to make it a little more true. I, it wasn't so much about the money, but it was about the impact. Can I impact somebody from reading this? Can I give them some tools that otherwise they would have asked me for? And how does this help somebody else? If they can relate to it, they can share it with a friend. To me, that was the success that came from the book itself. You know, it can it can also, if you're talking pure business, it can be a great lead magnet tool. You can start to book different speaking engagements. You can reach new audiences. You can grow your, your foundation. You know, you can open up to more coaching. You can you know, start groups, e-courses, et cetera. Um, those are the, the business strategy part of it. But from a personal standpoint, it's therapy. And it was a great way to get a story and a message out there that can connect with anybody who can click and download from, you know, an ebook or buy a physical book, nice. soft cover. <laughs> Sarah, how, is, how has gratitude served you in your journey? It's a daily practice. It's a daily, daily practice. And it creates abundance in many ways that compounds. You know, I wake up and I see a beautiful human next to me and I'm just grateful for coming into my life. I wake up for my health and I'm grateful for that, you know, there's there's food in the fridge. Like it goes down to simplistic things that we would often overlook. There's grand things I want to do. Heck yeah, I want to be on the red carpet going for a nomination for an Oscar. But then there's also the small things in gratitude that don't leave me in a space of lack. When you're coming from a space of lack, of course you're going to want more. And of course you're never going to get that because there's this huge gap that the universe is saying, we don't even appreciate what's in front of you. So why the heck am I going to give you anything more? Mm. So it's a it's a daily practice of just the, the little things and even going for a run. I'm like, oh, it's a beautiful day out. Cool. There, you know, there's, there's seals that are out there. How fun. I love those things. What are, and, what, other, and, what other daily routines are, are non-negotiable for you? I definitely need to move and, and do exercise. I definitely need um, coffee in the morning. <laughs> I make my coffee, you know, have coffee in the morning. Um, meditation I do daily and uh, something creative every day. Laughs, hugs, love, nice. connect with a loved one. Um, but definitely some sort of creative outlet in the workday itself is really important. I love to do walks in the evening as well, if I can get out in nature. And movement's just a big part of it. You know, you talk all about emotional freedom and energy, and movement itself is is energy. And mm -hmm. fitness and movement is energy emotion. So, so it doesn't get stuck, um, be it creatively or just emotionally, to, to let it go. So that's why it's so important for me. So good. All right. With all the business successes that you've had, 
what uh, what's your biggest challenge? Seeing the long term uh, that's coming with, I would say, taking on this new endeavor or newer. I won't say new, but because I actually started acting when I was in college, but to be able to pivot and to to balance between the entrepreneur and then also Sarah the actor. And because I, I love both, I love both sides and I'm blessed to have a balance of creativity and business. Uh, sometimes if my brain veers in one direction too far, then I have to work extra hard to get back to the other side. But I think finding that balance between the two is, is the greatest challenge and being able to take time off. That's been one of the biggest things for me recently is to, to learn what a weekend is again. <laughs> it sounds silly, but it's like I'm relearning. <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> nice. All right. On that note, how important is play and fun? Oh, top tippy tippy tier. Super important because when you're playful and you're having fun, life flows. The more you can laugh, the more you can dance. It's not going to get stuck in you. Um, it's it's so important. And I can't be creative if I'm in a place of anger. You know, it's it's you have to be in a place of play because otherwise the energy doesn't allow itself to to explore there. Nice. All right, Sarah, what's what's your big dream? My big dream is to stand on the stage, accept an Oscar speech. And it's nothing about the statue itself, but it's to share anybody out there. To the haters, thank you so much for giving me the fuel to continue on my path and my fire when I doubted most. And to any person out there who wants to achieve a dream, you are never too old. You are not enough. You're never not enough. You are not too much. You are just perfect as you are and go for it because you can't achieve it if you choose to. Mm. So good. All right. I might might rub over into this answer, but I ask each guest to, to end, the, end the episode by giving uh, Sarah's words of wisdom. What would you share? <laughs> My words of wisdom. You have the power to create any life you wish to choose. It's your mm. story. It's your tale. You hold the pen. You hold the keyboard. It is, it's your choice. And you can write the chapter. You can write the book. Uh, nobody else holds that pen unless you allow them to. So make an awesome book. Be your own hero and write that shit because the world needs to see it and hear it. Sarah, thank you so much for joining me today and sharing from your authentic heart. And I appreciate all that you've, all the wisdom that you've imparted. I appreciate it so much. Thank you, Robert. This episode is brought to you by intentional decisions that lead to massive success. No, those aren't companies promoting our show. They're qualities that you need to build your business and take control of your life. So to help you out, I'm offering my most popular worksheets to help you plan the future you want and audit your calendar today. The best way to get what you want is to know what it is and start making sure that your calendar matches. You can download them free today at addvaluemindset.com. If you will take action by just completing these two activities, they will change your life and business. I promise you a new level of results in the coming year. The problem is that we make things so complicated and we lose focus on what is really important. These tools will help you refocus on what matters most. When you align your passion with your purpose in your work, you can be happier and start doing the things you wanted to in the first place, like spending more quality time with the kids, to get your free copy of the tools to start tackling your busy schedule, go to addvaluemindset.com. 
If you enjoy the show, please like, subscribe, leave a review. But most importantly, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with someone who needs to hear it. Share, share, share. In our next episode, James Ripley and Robert talk about the art and science of guided meditation. James loves to teach this skill and enjoys working with growth-oriented entrepreneurs, coaches, therapists, podcasters, and speakers, especially if they are in a major life transition and are curious about doing deep healing work with psychotropic medicine.